Hola estrellitas, this is Sol, and this is Luna, and we are Chillonas, pero badass. Oh my God, it's happening. I am so excited. <laughs> it's definitely a huge accomplishment for you and I to get this far and being indecisive Libras, it's a big deal. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And what a better month to start it off. I'm so excited too. Very proud of us. <laughs> October is my favorite month, not just because it's my birthday, but it's when fall is starting to feel like fall and then the holidays are coming up and it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> it even smells good outside at this point. <laughs> I just stand out there and just big yes. sniff. <laughs> <laughs> just take it all in. I think this whole thing, right? It's the best time. It's what we're doing, how hard we're working. I'm just, I'm really excited and I'm really proud of us. I think this is the best opportunity for you and I and for everyone else because of the fact that growing up in our families and and how we grew up, we didn't have the outlet we needed at the time. And I think that now as adults, we realize that because obviously we grew up thinking everything that goes on in our families is normalized, right? And so we think, ay, pues, ¿qué tiene? Like, it's normal, but we realize it now that there were a lot of things that weren't normal, that weren't okay, and that also structured and created who we are today. I think that having this podcast is going to be uh, therapeutic for you and I, but even just for out- others out there that just need something to listen to that they can relate to. I agree. I think that when I grew up, it was very much te miras más bonita, you know, like that saying of like, you know what? And in English, it literally translates to you look better when you're quiet. <laughs> and I think that that growing up with that mentality, you're kind of taught to keep it to yourself and to stay quiet and not say anything about anything that's going on at home. But in reality, what was going on at home was super traumatic to say the least. And you know, coming from a family of a dad who's an alcoholic and, you know, mom who's very much a submissive person, it's very hard to to deal with those things within yourself. So I'm glad that we are creating this outlet for not only us to talk about and share our wisdom and our knowledge on certain topics, um, because coming from a mom who's a single mom and now being the eldest daughter in the household and taking on that responsibility, I think that comes with a lot. So I'm excited to see where this takes us. I agree. I think that even for me that I've grew up being the oldest of three, it was, it was challenging, right? Like I, I think that um, having parents who, who were, they were there for us, I think. And it's funny because you and I talk about that, how we didn't have a bad childhood, but because it wasn't bad 
I mean, I know we're going to dive into like our traumas and the things we went through and just our family um, quote unquote issues. But I think that because of how we grow up believing that these are the way things are supposed to be, that like you don't question it and we're not allowed to question it, especially being, you know, a Mexican woman, women or girls in the Mexican culture, they're seen more inferior, you know, and times are changing. Thank God for that. But there's still so many families who are still stuck back there in time where the woman is just submissive, no dice nada, hace lo que tiene que hacer, está hecha para tener hijos y cocinar, right? And I think that now, like with the opportunities that you and I have had, I think obviously we're changing that. But because our our minds are still stuck <laughs> back in time because of our parents, because they taught us to be the way they grew up, which was in that that mentality that we have that engraved in us. But we also have our 21st century women of America engraved in us too. So it's like, how do we separate it? How do we balance it? What is expected from us is so different on either side. And it reminds me of the movie Selena where she's there with her dad and her brother. The dad's like, you know what? It's hard to be Mexican-American because you gotta be American for the American and you gotta be super Mexican for the Mexicans. You know, quedas mal. And it goes back to what you and I learned, right? Ni aquí, ni Yeah. Yep, definitely. I agree with you. And you know, you talking about how the woman is inferior, I feel like also within that dynamic of like, for me, it's like the Latino culture because my mom is de un país diferente. So what I was going to say is that I think that, yes, the woman is inferior, but also we grew up knowing that our opinions as a child within our family dynamic was invalid as well. We weren't very much validated for our experiences. And as you say, yes, to us, our childhoods were not as traumatic as we think they are but in a sense growing up and learning about certain things and and learning about family dynamics and the attachment styles and our the parenting styles i think that we learn that we as individuals are who we are now as adults because of our parents i think that what helped you a lot is the fact that you studied child development. Yes, <laughs> I did. And I think, I don't know, I think that's what ultimately led me to pick that degree for myself because while I was in community college, I actually wanted to do something completely different. I was in community college and I was studying to become a nurse, a RN. Really? Because, yes, because that's what, you know, my, my creator wanted for me. That's what she was like. No, like there's the money. And and in all reality, okay, yes, it may be true, but being able to go to community college and being able to take different GEs and working within the field of early childhood while I was working my way through school, I realized that I really enjoyed early childhood classes. I enjoyed learning about child development. I enjoyed learning about parenting styles and and how they can affect the growing child. And so 
that's and I remember telling my mom when I chose my degree like after I had declared a major todo, I remember changing it and telling her and I was sobbing because I did not want to disappoint <laughs> but because it I felt think, wrong yeah it felt like I was betraying her but she was like it took her a while but she came around and you know and then I decided to go to SF State and one of my biggest reasons to choosing SF State was because when my mother's mom migrated into this country she chose um, San Francisco to go and make her life and settle in and so she already had her children but she decided to bring them over to the city and they had all their experiences there in the city and growing up they would take us a lot to San Francisco to La Mision to the bakeries a comprar la verdura very much our experiences were within that mission strip of 24th street and so when my older cousin went to university he decided to choose sf state and then his sister chose sf state and i was like you know what what better way to acknowledge her and her struggles than to prove to her that su su sueño americano was not dead and so i decided to choose sf state too and it's it was the best decision i had ever made <laughs> wow i, I didn't know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i do want to pause for a second and i want you to go back and tell me tell everyone describe what you meant by creator who is creator <laughs> so i actually stole that from soul <laughs> <laughs> it's plain <laughs> our creator is our mother <laughs> Es la señora que nos trajo este mundo. <laughs> and why did we come up with this? Or why did uh, we, why did we I came up now? with this? Mostly because I live at home. And she is, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, pero esta señora Latina is very nosy. Very, very nosy. And if she hears anything about mom, her name, or any little chismecito that I may be getting on the other line. Yes, girl. Hasta le baja la tele. She puts, she knows how to put it on mute now. Sale corriendo. Sus little pasitos. You can hear them in the hallway. So... When I talk about creator or when soul talks about creator, we're referring to our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I had created that apodo for our mom because she is that type. A hundred percent. She hears mom, a mother. She automatically knows we're talking about her. And so she's got to listen in and say what you want. She understands like every other word. So she'll pick up exactly what we're talking about. So yeah, we did have to come up with, um, <laughs> with a nickname names. Her, so that she, yeah <laughs> so that way she didn't know we were talking about her anywho uh i love that you just you just that story i didn't know that story about you and joining i know that you had family that went to sf state but that's awesome about like your grandma and stuff i think for me i've always loved san francisco and mm-hmm. it was honestly between going to san jose state or san francisco state because of the fact that San Jose is a good school too, and they have a great program. They have, okay, so here's the thing though. San Jose State has a great psychology program that I was gonna go for. And here was my um, my dilemma with the two, was that I wanted to be a psychology major, and 
they had it in San Jose, but they didn't have it available for me at San Francisco State because it was so impacted, right? So I was like, okay, am I doing this? I was like, well, you know what? And I took the fucking the easy route, and I was like, fuck it, like I'll go to San Francisco State. It's where I I've always wanted to go, and I'll start off with a different major, and then I'll you know um, <laughs> switch it. And then I was like, but which one? And then I almost went kinesiology, and I saw women and gender studies, and I thought, holy shit, it sounds like a good time. Like, this is something I'm really interested in. I think I'll go for that. And so I ended up being accepted into, as of state, going into it as a women and gender studies major. And then I was like, when I wanted to change it, I thought, I really do love this major. I think I'm just going to stay in it. And I did. And and it's crazy because lo que es de psychology, lo que es about current affairs, activism, like it's all branched in, like even like with what you studied for, I mean, it's not as in in depth, but it is a connection. Like it's crazy because I think about Mother Earth and how she connects to everything in this planet and everyone, every creature. And that's what it is with women and gender studies that say what you want. It's a connection to everything else. And I really appreciated it. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm actually going to do this. And then minoring in human sexualities was totally on accident, but I do not regret it because I fucking love (laughs) everything that has to do with human sexuality, especially with the fact that we grew up in a family dynamic where anything sex is taboo. I just want to stop for a second and tell everybody that Sol just said everything wearing her Leave Our Conchas Alone shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So it definitely fits into, her major definitely fits into who she is as a person and what she believes in. And that's what I think majors should be. I think that majors should definitely be representing of who you are as an individual and what you believe in not what your parents want you to do (laughs) I agree but we did learn that till now and not years ago when we started right because it's funny that you said that you were going for for RN because I was going for that when I was in high school that like I was taking the health classes I was in the health careers academy or whatever and it was preparing us for that transition once we went to college but then in college I was like oh hell no I can't do this (laughs) (laughs) definitely and I think um as I said living with my mom and being with her I think it's it was so hard to hide that because she just knew that I was going to school but I don't know and see she didn't know how stressed I was so I was like girl this is that's not for me so Along with living with my mom, I also live with my younger sister. And a lot of the times, some of these topics will touch base also on being the eldest daughter in the household and how that dynamic plays out. And a lot of the the traumas that we have along with that and the experiences that we share along with that. Um, I do not live with my dad. <laughs> he has his own his own world. So um, yeah, my two main people right now are my mom and my sister. And aside from them, I am in a relationship. I've been in a long-term relationship now for, yes, (laughs) going on 11 years. 
Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck has time gone? <laughs> but it it's hard. It it has its challenges. It it presents, you know, itself sometimes in in the day to day. But I think that as I told you when when you were getting married, I don't think that there is anybody that you'd rather do life with than the person that you're with. I am a newlywed. Thanks to you. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am currently living with my significant other, my spouse, my Dijera Media Naranja. And it's been it's been pretty awesome. Especially the fact that like him and I like were friends before. Yeah. We've been friends for like what, thirteen years now, but I guess like it just wasn't meant to be when it first started off compared to now, <laughs> but it's it's going pretty good. And um, isn't that crazy? The fact that like <laughs> you married us? Yes. <laughs> I was a complete ball of nerves that day. I will never forget that. The day that I told you was so exciting. I think it was before everything else settled in about how this was going to happen and how we were going to get married and what we were going to do. There was no like foundation of what this wedding was going to be, but I did know, and my honey did know that he wanted his, his really good friend and my really good friend to marry us and be a part of the ceremony. And when I told you, it was just, it was so pure. It was so exciting. It was so genuine. But I think that, that that was the best part that because before everything else settled in, it was actual happiness that I had and then happiness that you shared with me. And I will never, I will never forget that. The day of you were, no, not even the day of, like three days before you and our friend was just freaking out just nervous as hell calling me and my honey talking about hey like so what do you want again and we're just calm and saying whatever you guys have planned out like we are looking forward to it we know you guys got this and you guys totally did you guys you came with a binary todo lista ten sans tu papelero y felicidades bye here you go take it but it was beautiful and I'll never forget it. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I will carry on. It was a milestone. So, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> it was intense, y'all. <laughs> I'll just say that. It was intense. Okay, compared to how you and I met. You know what? When we met, it was very much almost in the same kind of sense of how when I married you. Because... I think within, within your, um, what is it? It was within the, um, lo que te estaba dedicando pues. It, it was basically very poetic. It was very creative writing of me. <laughs> and that's how we met you guys. We met through a creative <laughs> that's writing how we class. Met the end. <laughs> that's how we met. We met through a creative writing course. We wa I walked into this class and I see this beautiful, beautiful blue-haired dama sitting in the corner of the classroom. And one of the days, uh, one of our profe would always have us do like these little uh, warm-up exercises. And in one of those warm-up exercises, Sol talked about her experience, one of her many experiences um, with her dad and her parents and how 
their situation came about. And I remember just listening to her and being like, dude, I'm not the only one that went through something so heavy. And I had to go up to her at the end of class and introduce myself. I was like, it's a long shot because as I'm sitting in that desk, I'm like freaking out because I'm like, I don't know anybody. This is my very first semester at SF State. It was like literally, I think the very first class too, Pacavarla. And I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to her. And I'm like, and if she's my friend, okay. At least she knows that what she did helped me in opening up and helped me become more genuine in that class um I remember sitting there and freaking crying as I was listening to her so when I went up to her I was like thank you so much for being the empoderada that you are to be able to open up about your experience because if I knew anything that really that father-daughter relationship that connection that you have with them it's crazy and for them to almost betray you like that and you to be able to talk about it to a group of strangers y'all it it was a moment it was so special and I remember just going up to her and being like hey thank you so much I really loved your poem I loved what you had to say and I remember just being so intimidated and it's so funny because it was like these group of girls around you they were like so excited to talk to you and I was like yes Tuvo like she's not no ya no me va a hablar nada and then (laughs) we freaking walk out of the class together and I think we went to go get coffee (laughs) I think yeah I think we did and I and then like our official date with our other friend was a beer and just talking shit about (laughs) those who were just negative nancy's in our class but yeah i do remember that you're right i think it was really nice to hear from you especially with my love language being words of affirmation so you just coming to me and telling me how much you appreciate my work was just heartwarming heartwarming and i i think that's what did it i think that's what helped me open up even more too and i think it was just uh uh bounce back and forth like situation where we were able to just like open up and talk about these things that were just put away in a box for years (laughs) very much secluded (laughs) you know i did remember right now just thinking about (laughs) how we met and how you and i and our other friend started hanging out and you would bring up the fact that your that your family was the era de rancho, and I was like, "Girl, <laughs> shut up!" <laughs> you like I was like, "This girl doesn't even know about what rancho is." Like people be like from Guadalajara and talk about they're from a rancho, but I'm like, "No, no, no! You don't know what it is. Like you don't, you do not understand." And I've heard that so much. So when you were like, "Oh, es que yo vengo de rancho, ay, es que el rancho," y que sabe que en, en México, and I'm like, "Thinking, girl, shut up! You don't know about no rancho." And it was like that for like what maybe two three months and I'm just like that was the only thing that would annoy me about you that I'm like this girl thinks she knows she does not know and it wasn't until I had brought up a, sm- a town that's like next to 
your rancho and I think I had brought it up and then you're like oh yeah I know that city what you're like yeah where I'm from it's like right outside of there and I was like and when you told me the name of where your your dad was from I was like shut the hell up I was like oh my god and I told my grandma and I was, I was like conocí una muchacha y de allí de afuera de, del, pueblo, del pueblo and she's like a poco and I was like yeah and that's when I realized I was like fuck I was like Luna you are from Gancho girl because you're <laughs> that's straight dirt to go to mine <laughs> To get to mine, we have to pass yours. And I remember telling you, girl, that's your your rancho is the one where I last have signal on my phone before it just completely dies. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't reach no 911 out there. <laughs> but just the fucking small world of that. Like, you and I met were meant to meet. Because when I think about that, the, the, the chances of that, like, God knows how many times we passed through there. And you and I have, like, somehow our connections with our families, right? And definitely. And for reference, you guys, um, I'm the most, they call, they like to call me melanin deficient. So I'm the most melanin deficient one within, <laughs> <laughs> within the friend group. So you can definitely understand why Sol thought that way. <laughs> she was like, Esta es de ciudad. Esta no es de rancho. <laughs> what does she know? What does she know? She doesn't know shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And also, I had just been to the rancho within that same year. I think it was like my second time going after not going for 10 years. So it was a completely whole new experience. So you can understand why I was talking about it so much. I mean, ranchito. <laughs> um, so fast forward to freaking what? Two years later? Yeah, and, two years later. And we're sitting, enjoying pasta because let me tell you something about soul and i we love food love food and what better way to spend quality time with each other than with eating <laughs> so we're sitting eating pasta and we're talking about what we're going through you know at the moment and you know i'm kind of telling her what i've been going through and She's kind of telling me a little bit about what she's been going through and the things like leading up to her wedding. And I was like, I was just in awe. <laughs> and, you know, we're kind of giving each other advice on the things that, you know, we're going through. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we start a podcast? And I remember her looking at me and she freaking starts laughing. We have a joke within each other where we tell each other to stop living our lives <laughs> because you guys sometimes it's, it's too parallel it's too parallel honestly honestly and so I, re I remember she looked at me and she was like you know what's so funny she's like my husband was just telling me the same thing he's like because I think you were saying that you were explaining to him how how much we piggyback off of each other and how much we are therapy for each other and how easily we understand one another and 100%. so and so I was like yes definitely like why don't we start something where we have an outlet to express ourselves and to make our voices heard and why don't we give the community something like that like why don't we give our estate the opportunity 
to talk about things that are hard, things that are taboo, things that first gen go through, things that the oldest daughter goes through. <laughs> Definitely, I feel like we we needed this. And that's how Chiyonas Pero Badass came about from just sitting there eating pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the biggest reason for both you and I to to hold back on doing something like this and was the fact that like we are so connected to our families whether it's not emotionally but because we grow up in latino families that like sin querer o a veces uno like a fuerzas like you're so like intertwined with everything going on que we subconsciously think like que van a decir or voy a quedar mal or I can't talk about this because I'm quote unquote talking smack right and at least for me I couldn't ever do something like this because of the fact that like I wouldn't want my mom to feel attacked because it's not me attacking it's more about what I'm going through and how I've been feeling but because I'm open to it and I'm willing to make these changes to help myself unfortunately not everyone else sees it that way it'll be taken in a different context right and for us it was like you know I want to talk about this I want to open up and share with everyone else about what we're going through and our thoughts and our opinions, but how can we do that without hurting our family? Or how can we do that without them feeling that we are attacking or que se pongan a la ofensiva and or la defensa de que oh, pues so all of a sudden we're bad people. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with you being bad or me being bad. It's just these are experiences that we've gone through and because of generational trauma like we carry it on and the thing is that they don't know it or if they do know it it's like they choose not to change or it's a closed-minded atmosphere and that was the biggest thing for you and I to do this podcast was to keep it to keep our identities to us and I know that our listeners can respect that I think that's the hardest part that you know everything else that everything about us we will be upfront about and honest. It's just, I know that those who have gone through what we've gone through will understand that our identities need to be anonymous for now. And I know Luna and I had discussed the fact that like eventually with time, when we are both emotionally and mentally ready, we will definitely be there to shine and to let the world know that, hey, it's me and her and I look forward to that because that's what I want I, I that's the goal you know but for now this is this is our space this is our outlet and it's for us however we want to do exactly and we welcome all of you and just to cl- come back to what Sol was saying it definitely is about our experiences not being valid and what a better way to make our stories heard than to be anonymous. And I just want to say to to all our Chionas out there, 
to keep shining your light and let your stories be heard because they are important and they do need to be spread far and wide. (laughs) Please give us a follow, a share, and till next episode. Bye, Estrellitas. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.